Hey, everybody. Welcome to Journey Through the Generations. How you doing, Trisha? I'm doing good. Tonight we watched Relative Race, episode four. Yes, it is day four, um, and we just got done watching it. I'm ready, ready, ready to talk about it. How about you? I am. This was a very good show. It was very interesting. It it just gave us so much background about all of the teams and their adoptive stories. Um, it was unlike any other relative race. Yep. So if you remember uh, on day three, Team Green won first place. Mm-hmm. So that gave them a benefit of um, making the challenge for one team a little bit more difficult um, during the challenge for everyone else. Yes, and this was their second time winning first place. So this was the second time that they would have to penalize another team. Yep, and we didn't know how that was going to be or what was going to happen yeah. with it at the time. And so it turned out to be very interesting. Yes. So uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, but as usual, um, you know, it's the, the next morning and – all the teams are visiting with their families and getting ready to get started for mm-hmm. the day. Eating breakfast, um, basically just hanging out and waiting for that text that they know is going to come from Dan that's going to give them their next city that they're going to be traveling to. Yep. So at this point, uh, everybody um, got their text from Dan and it was time to go. So, yeah, the teams, all four teams Got in the yeah, car. And it was pretty they seamless. They were ready to go. Yeah, it was pretty seamless. Um, they either all had their bags by the door. Or they were outside um, near the car. This on this day, um, I'll just run down the drive times for the teams on this episode. So, um, Team Blue had a one hour and thirty eight minute drive. Team Black had a one hour and forty three minute drive. Team Green had a one hour and 52 minute drive and Team Red had the longest drive of three hours and 40 minutes. So all doable times. Yes. They're all really close to each other. Yes. And so that makes it interesting. Yeah. Team Blue is still in Florida. Um, I think Team Black continued to stay in Ohio. So they didn't go very far. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, less than four hours for all the teams. Yeah, and let's just talk about Team Blue. <laughs> I, I'm not really sure why Anthony, it's Anthony, right? It's the driver, Anthony, yeah. Anthony keeps questioning Joe. Who has uh, done really good. He's with done good so far and has been correct. But he, you know, I don't know if he just doesn't. He must doesn't, be the oldest. Maybe, but I don't know if he just doesn't have the confidence that he knows what he's doing. Or he just has it in his mind that his it should be right. one way. I don't know. But it's causing them problems, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, because Joseph, who is doing the navigating and the map reading, tells Anthony the um, road and the highway number that they need to go to. And Anthony basically decides, no, that's not right. I'm going to go a different way. Yeah. And I'm just like, but you don't have a map. Did you look at the map beforehand and I missed it? And you can just look at Joseph's face looking at him like, dude, what are you doing? Why won't you listen? Yeah, just trust him to be the the navigator. Because as, as, far as, as far as we are, he's always been right when he tells him where to go. Yeah, and he 
he's not going to drive. So, you know, let him, you know, be the map navigator, tell you where to go. You just go make it really easy on yourself. Right. <laughs> Instead of arguing and then having to turn having around, to turn around. Yeah. and then going, you know, the opposite way you need to go and causing frustration. Just listen the first time around. Now, one thing I thought was, I don't know if I found it funny or scary, but for, so Monica's parents, her adoptive parents, mm-hmm. they both wrote her letters and gave it to her on when she left. Right, to read on the road. To read. And she gave uh, <laughs> the letters to Megan yeah. to read. Because Monica's driving. While she's driving. And the first thing, as soon as she did that, I go, she's going to be crying while they she's driving. They both going to be crying. <laughs> that's that's and exactly what happened. They she started both crying. crying while she's driving. And I'm like, that's not really safe. <laughs> I feel like I get that she wanted to read the letters. Um, and I don't know if that's just when, you know, her parents wanted her to read the letters while they were on the road. Or that she just wanted to not read them while she was at a relative house. I'm not sure. But again... She was very emotional. Um, they both were. And I don't I just I don't know. I just don't know if that was a great idea. Not a good idea. I mean, I personally don't like to drive when I'm crying. And I'm just like, okay, I know you wanna read it, but why don't you wait till you get to your parents' house or to your uh relative's house and then you can read it. Right. Where you in the comfort yeah. of a uh, couch. And mm-hmm. you can cry. Yeah. And After all the you call want. with Dan and everything, and you know your day is completely over. Right. So, um, so yeah, everybody's driving and they're getting to their city mm-hmm. to uh, do their uh, city selfie. Right. And everybody seemed to have find their city sign in a timely manner. They all seem to get their picture off to Dan with no problems. Um, so as far as the city selfie goes, there were not any problems. Yeah, and I actually thought for a quick second that Team Red took a bad picture. Um, right, because his shoulder. I didn't see the city name. I just saw rehabilitation, and I and it went by so fast. I just didn't see the Cincinnati part, and so when they came back around. Again, I'm like, oh, okay, they're Cincinnati. So that kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah, because Dan swipes through the picture so you can see him. Um, But also, before, right before the city selfie, um, Team Green had to um, let the teams know what they decided about the challenge penalty. Okay, so let's (laughs) let's stop right here. (laughs) So let's... Well, I was just going to say, so far, um, Team Blue has a strike. Team Red has a strike, and Team Green has a strike. Okay, that's correct. Okay, and Team Black has come in second place three days, all three days, all three days. Okay, so and I, been close okay, to getting right. to winning. So I know this is gonna be um, against what I've said the past three episodes when I said give give it to the. The uh, the penalty to the team that already has a strike. already has a strike, but 
three teams has one strike. Mm-hmm. And, and one team one sitting out there doing with nothing. I mean, they're doing really well. And they're like under the radar coming in second place. And so Team Green chose Team Black. Which is what I would have done. It, and which is what I would have done as well. And uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Casey seemed very hurt by it she took it very personally yeah she did and i mean i get it on one hand it's a game and you know they're all in you know trying to find relatives and i know that you know creates a bond between them um as you know season seven relative race teams and everything but i just think that her maybe um competitive nature definitely did come out once she knew that they were going to get the penalty. Yeah, she took that real personally. And you could tell. And at first I was like, okay, you know, she was joking. You know, mm, sometimes know. sometimes people say that like, you know, oh, I'm mad, I'm mad. But they're really not, you know, they're just joking. I feel like she uh, was. No, she was really mad. And I, I haven't looked at Facebook or Twitter or anything. You know, the fans of Relative Race you know, Facebook page, they like to get on there and say, yeah. oh, you don't know what we go through. True. But I tell you what, it came through as if she was mad. Right. She took it very, I feel she took it personally um, against their team and not strategic for their gameplay. Yeah. I mean, and she took that from that point all the way to the rest of the show, the rest of the show. And, you know, it's like, uh, okay, I mean, I understand you, you know, wanting to go after Team Green now. I get that. But, man, to say we're not friends anymore <laughs> until after, the, that, that just seems that like was a little extra. To me. It was It was a little extra. Um, but I think it got a little, I think it got that far because of the challenge, which we'll talk about now. Yeah. So the challenge was, um, it was a basketball challenge. It was called... Um, Face get ball. Yeah, face get ball. And basically, each team member had to take turns wearing this helmet with, like, a shield on the front. And the other um, teammate had to throw a ball at them and hit the ball off of the shield into a barrel. Right. And they had a a square that they had to stand in. Each one had a square that they had to stand in. So they couldn't, like, just get as close as they wanted to. And they had four... um Four barrels mm-hmm. to knock the ball in, and they were all, and they were all at different distances. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it makes it a little bit more difficult, and looked like it made it went from easy to yeah. To hard. And they look like Nerf balls, so they were really lightweight. So you had to figure out. Well, you they know. were probably heavier than Nerf balls. Okay. I'm sure they were plastic of some sort, okay. um, smaller than a basketball. Yes. But, um, but anyway, but you saw that they only had one. They didn't have multiple balls to throw. They only had one. And so if if it went off somewhere, you had to run and go get it if yeah. you missed it. So, so if it bounced off the uh, the shield and went far behind them, then they had to run and get it. No matter how far it was, they had to run and then run back and continue the game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think everybody kind of struggled with this a little bit um, because it, it looked hard. I can't imagine having to toss the ball and hit you basically in the face and get it to 
<laughs> I mean, that's I what it's, that's what it's really. Anyway. No, I mean, me throwing the ball at you, hitting you in the face. That's what I know. Anyway, um, it looked challenging, but the penalty for the black team was on the, because they have four to do. So on the fourth barrel, they had to move their barrel back six feet. And I don't remember how close it was to to them, but six feet was way further than it started. Yeah. And it made it a lot harder to do because although the ball wasn't nerfed, it wasn't very easy to throw. And then it bounced off the backboard pretty good if mm-hmm. you threw it too hard. So... You had to get it just right, but they struggled. Yeah, they did one. Um, they had um, the attempts, and the last one that I saw was 23, so I'm not sure how many they did after that on just the fourth one. Yeah, I think they probably um, did it like 40 times or something. <laughs> so that was just on the fourth one that they did it, I know, at least 23 times. So they did struggle with it. Well, and they went over their 30-minute time allotment. They so. did. And they got frustrated because they weren't, you know, getting it in. They knew it was further. And that just, I feel like, just fueled the fire against Team Green for making them move that. Definitely. Back further. Because I feel like when they left uh, the challenge, they were mad. Oh, yeah. Probably in the back of their minds thought that they were going to lose. And they just, you know, got fired up at Team Green. Yeah. So... That was uh, that was pretty funny. I <laughs> yeah. think it was funny. I mean, it's, it's it crazy. made for good TV. It definitely did do that. Yeah. So um, one of the this episode was a little bit different from what you normally see, but because every team has an, at least one adopted person on it, they did this little photo montage of um, everybody when they were kids and mm-hmm. younger. Um, so I thought that was really with their adoptive cool. parents and um, family. So yeah, that's something that we they've never done before, um, and I thought that it looked really you know neat to be able to see um, the family that they grew up with. Yeah. Um, so once they finished the challenge, everybody did eventually finish it, and they got the um, address to their relative's house. You know, you hop back in the car. Um, Team Blue seemed to do really well. They didn't um, struggle too much with the navigating that I could see. I know it's edited or whatever. And Team Green, when they got the relative's address after the um, challenge and read the address, she looked up and they were on the street of the relative's house. Yeah. And and I said right away, it's like, well, that doesn't seem fair. But I think I think they were like far away. I think they were on the other end of the street. They did have to go, you know, a good ways. But they stayed on the same street, which has to make them feel confident. Yeah. Well, sure. And I mean, it could be like us being on Chick-fil-A over here on this side Mm -hmm. and driving all the way to the other chick-fil-a on the other side right. it would take a it would take a take while a few minutes to get there so but um i will say that when they first she said look at the sign at first i was like i didn't remember if it said the north whatever the street was or south and i was like oh maybe they're on the actual wrong street because it's not north whatever but they were actually on the right street so yeah. 
And then um, I think both Team Red and Team Black stopped to get directions. Mm-hmm, so did. I think Team Black talked with the UPS driver mm-hmm. and Team Red talked to a police officer. Yes, and they were both able to get directions to the address, which, you know, that could go either way. Sometimes people know and sometimes people don't know. So they both got really lucky in finding people who knew the streets. Yeah, you you know, sometimes people automatically assume police officers know. I'm one of those people. UPS drivers. And if it works out for you, great. But um, but anyway. All right. So before we move on and we talk about uh, the teams and who they met, I would encourage you that if you're enjoying the Relative Race Recap episodes we're doing, that you subscribe or follow um, our podcast. You can listen wherever you um, get your favorite podcast. Or you can go to journeythroughthegenerations.com and check us out there. There's a podcast page you can listen um, on Trisha's blog. And then, of course, we have Facebook and Twitter. So go ahead and follow us over there. Um, and we would appreciate it, appreciate it if you would tell um, some of your genealogy buddies uh, about us. So um, let's go through the teams and who they met. You want to start off? Yes. And we'll go um, how they met them on the show is how we will um, reveal them. Yeah. So the first team is Team Green. And Monica met um, her foster mother, Marge. And this is the first time on the show that somebody met somebody who's not biologically related to a team member. So Marge was um, her mother's foster mother when she was pregnant. So when she had um, Monica, she decided that she wanted Marge to um, take her and pick out her adoptive parents. So Marge had her for like six weeks Mm -hmm. before she was actually adopted. Yeah, this is an interesting take on the game. You know, usually it's to find your relatives. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes non-biological people can be your can be like your family that can have a a huge impact and be just like family. So in a situation like this, I thought that was, you know, a really interesting take. And Mm -hmm. um and and I think it was probably probably the right thing to do because it tells a great story, oh, yeah. right? Um, and like you said, March uh, was a foster parent for Monica's mom, mm-hmm. and I think until she was sixteen or yeah, she was around 16. sixteen. She was sixteen when she had Monica, and then um, and then she Monica's biological mom wanted her to come March to come and take to the her hospital. and mm-hmm. foster her and. Like you said, find a right her some parents, so. and she just happened to befriend Monica's adoptive mother during this time, mm-hmm. and you know discovered that they were unable to have children and were looking for um, into adoption, and she felt that they would be great parents, and so she picked them to adopt Monica. So this, like I said, this is the first time that somebody has met somebody who's not biologically related, but she definitely has a story to tell and pieces of the puzzle for Monica to be able to, you know, continue her journey and know exactly what happened. True, true. And then they showed Team Blue. Team Blue met their cousin, their first cousin, Aaliyah. 
um, on their mom's side. Mm-hmm. And so she was uh, a 25-year-old um, cousin. You're still meeting young people. Yeah, I like young, that. Yeah, I'm, I do like that. It's, but it's odd, though. It know? is odd. Something to get used to. But yeah. I think it for them and... At some point, it'll change. I'm, I'm sure. sure it will. But for them and connecting with their family, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, and it, it seemed like that she was excited she was definitely she was, yeah. like she, no, was, she was definitely, definitely. excited um to meet them mm-hmm. it sounds like they the family always knew about the the boys yeah but, she had her stories from their mom about them mm-hmm, and she said that they looked like um their mom yeah so uh, but they got a chance to sit outside and talk and i thought that was good for mm-hmm. for all three of them to you know, to talk to each other. Yeah. And I think it's good because they're both, they're, all of them are close in age. Right. And I think also they keep hearing that people knew about them, mm-hmm. wanted to find them, but just didn't know how or where to start. Because again, they're 28 years old. They met their cousin, Aaliyah, that's 25. So she didn't know how to go out and look for two adopted twins, you know, back then yep and she said they didn't have the money even have the money for it right or where to start or anything so it's nice to i'm sure it was good for them to hear that they wanted to be able to find them they just didn't know how and if that's the case it's obvious that everybody in the family talked about them Mm -hmm. right because for her to be 25 years old and and remember people talking about them then the family knew about them there's something else you know going on with that dynamic that uh um, I'm sure we'll find out about right. um, as we go through the rest of the show. So next was Team Black and Casey met her Aunt Jen, who is her dad's sister, who happens to also be a singer. She was in, uh, I guess still is, in a barbershop quartet, mm-hmm. a women's yeah. barbershop quartet, and she sings a cappella. So she was very excited to meet somebody else in the family who sings. Yes, and they... Taught her a song. Yes. And she sang with them and they sounded really they good. They sounded really good. They looked like they were having a ball. Yes, I I like that. Um and then that's just more of everybody's personality yes. coming out, even though part of that personality is a very ultra weird competitive spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that came out of uh but, that came out of Casey. But we didn't but see that part when she was singing. No, so yeah, we saw the the regular the side. Yeah, bubbly. She likes Casey. to sing. She loves to sing. <laughs> yeah. Um so then there's Team Red. Um Devin met um his first cousin. Is mm-hmm. that right? right? His first cousin on his dad's side. Yes. And so he got really emotional, you know, talking about about this and you know, I think it was really him um really appreciating his adoptive parents mm-hmm. more and what his step or not stepdad, what his uh adoptive dad um really did right. for him, you know, sacrificing, working two jobs. Giving him, giving him his car, he took the bus right. to work, all that kind of stuff. He would, you know, it just hits you. It does. And it definitely hit, hit Devin. Yeah, he was definitely very emotional. And also, they were able to, um, Jennifer, his cousin, was able to narrow down which one of the nine brothers it could possibly be between, I think, two or three of the brothers. Yeah, it's two or three. Because I think it was two. 
it's a total of nine of them. And he knew one of the nine was his dad, but Jennifer was able to narrow it down even more for him. Yeah, I think the first the first relative he met was on day one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, I think they were able to to get it down to like five. Five I or think. six or something like that. Um, just because of age, age and, and that kind death of stuff. And things like that. And then um and then, like Trisha said, to today he was able to get it down to at least two, or well, it was three. But was that three. third was Jennifer's dad, so, so we, we know knew that DNA, wasn't the case, yeah, so, because of their cinema organs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it. Looks like he's um, getting more pieces of his puzzle and finding out more information about his dad's side, um, because you know his adoptive parents are from his mother's side, so he knows that side of of his family. And another thing that was very interesting about this one is they interviewed um, Monica on team green's parents. Oh oh yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And they talked about um, Marge and how she would, she picked them to adopt um, her and everything. And, you know, they've never talked to anybody's family like that before. Who's not on the show or, who have met them. Um, so I just thought that was a really interesting piece. And it was kind of just that extra um, little piece that just brings family together. Yeah. This whole episode was different. I mean, than normal mm-hmm. um, than what they normally do. So yeah, I like doing something a little bit different and you don't have to do it the same way. Um, every week, just so long as the the game part of it stays consistent mm-hmm. and fair, so I think it's that's probably cool. So, so uh, let's go through the results. Mm-hmm. You ready? Right. Mm-hmm. You ready to do that? Um, yes. So I'll let you go ahead and go with uh, who. Um, what we want to do? Who won? Yeah, we'll do who won. Okay, let's do who um, won. The team that came in first place with coming in six minutes over their time was team blue which i will have to admit i was shocked because I was surprised. they kind of got turned around and at the beginning um so but i'm i'm happy that you know they got it turned around and they got um their prize for winning first place was that they got their city destination on tonight's call so they can already start preparing for tomorrow for the next day yeah yeah and then um, who came in second place? Team Green came in second. They were 11 minutes over. So another tight race with the um, five minutes. And then the next team came in third place was Team Red. They were 26 minutes over their time. And Team Black, one minute over from Team Red came in Fourth place, got a strike, 27 minutes over. And then again, the uh, that competitive, <laughs> I mean, if we're calling it competitive we are. spirit or fire or whatever you want to call well, it. Well, she does have red hair. It came out and it's uh, I think the other teams on the call felt it. Oh, yeah. And Team Green felt it because after they closed the computer, she said, you know, I, may, I think it was Nicole. Is that right? Was it Monica, not Nicole? Megan. I think Monica said it. Yeah, Monica said, said it. Um, it's. I felt that uh, 
vibe from them <laughs> vibe. that they're and coming after us. I think they are. They are. They, they definitely are. are. If they ever I'll, win anything that's going to put a penalty on the team, I can tell you right now, they're going to put it on Team Green. It doesn't matter where they are in the race. If they going to win, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Casey said they're going to smash Team Green like <laughs> a bug. And <laughs> and I'm not really sure how they're going to do that, considering they're not in the same uh, destination. Right. And they just had two benefits in a row to where you have to put a penalty onto another right. team. I doubt that we have that again until maybe like day eight yeah. or nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. So yeah, I'm not exactly sure how she's going to force <laughs> them like a bug. But the only thing she can do is compete in her own race, right. get to where they're supposed to go, do their do challenges, their things, get the navigation and, down. Yeah, um, but I think it didn't help that they lost by one minute. Oh, no, definitely not. And they struggled, like struggled, struggled. So if they hadn't had to move that back, they probably definitely wouldn't have come in for it. Yeah, but. I'm worried about Team Red. They keep struggling on these uh, challenges. And uh, Relative Race didn't give off the impression that they struggled a ton. Right. Not as bad as Team Black. Mm-hmm. But and Team Red did struggle a little bit. Yeah, they um, did, especially in that first one. Yeah, but I just think they had to figure out the best way to do it. Yeah, once they figured it out, they they got into a rhythm. But so, yes. Um, So right now, all the teams have a strike. It's an even playing field thus far again. Um, So it'll be interesting. We're almost halfway through the season. Um, Next week is day five. Yeah, I think each team having a strike is good because the chances that all four teams will be going to day nine and ten is still there yes so and in that be regard more of a competition well i was going to say in that regard is you know they will be able to meet more family well yeah for sure but i feel like you know people who quit or not quit people who get their three strikes before the end they give them all of the rest of their families they do. so it's they not do. like they will never get it Okay, that's They're going to find their people. We're going to talk about this competition. <laughs> <laughs> I only remember one season where three pe- where three teams made it to the day 10. But I digress. Yeah, So, but the um, odds are there that it could still happen. Right, because I have seen seasons where they get to day five and a team already has two strikes. Yeah. Um. So you just never know. It could go either way and they still, you know, have plenty of race to go. Um. I'm excited about the next um, episode. I just think that um, Team Blue is going to continue meeting people to be able to um, put the pieces of their um, journey together. And I just I'm just super excited. Yep. So so that's a day four recap of Relative Race. Uh, we're excited that you joined us. Um, like I said before, if you're join, enjoying this uh, this recap for Relative Race, please let your genealogy uh, buddies know your family subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and we will talk to you soon thanks guys all right have a good one stay safe and wear a mask